Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Got it. Got hey, it, hey, got hey. It, got hey, happy, happy new year. Yes, happy new year. It's going to be a big year, I think man. I beat you to the punch. You did. You did. You. <laughs> Every year is going to be better than the next, right? The previous one. <laughs> Black pill are you today? <laughs> well, you know, I'm the optimistic futurist. I'm supposed to be thinking oh, about yeah. how great things are going to be, right? I should forget about how awful things are. There's nothing There's but, nothing awful. We, we're at the best place in in time for all these things to happen. Everything is wonderful. Everything is amazing. Everything is awesome, in fact, as per the Lego movie. Metric. I want to see your I want to see what metric they're using to measure this on. <laughs> let's see. Well, let's see. World poverty has never been lower. World uh what? let's see. What? Hunger has never been that? lower. Crime has never been lower. Oh know? please. That's people messing with the metrics. <laughs> I mean well you're telling me that people I actually guess- cherry pick statistics so they can prove their point <laughs> no i think what they do is reframe it so that they they can prove their point is it's, it's it's like inflation they they move the, it's moving the goalpost so yeah well isn't that what statistics isn't that what statistics has always been has always been this is the point i'm trying to prove so i'm going to go out and pick the statistics i want I'm cherry picking absolutely yeah. so that and, it, and people do that all the time i mean I'm, it's just and somebody, it's funny because um, I was telling you about the Krasensteins on uh, X, how they, mm-hmm. they do this stuff on purpose just to rile people up, right? So they would take two disparate statistics and slap them on the screen and go, see? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and, and I said, yeah, well, people can cherry pick. I basically made that point. And somebody says, well, how do we know what the truth is? And I said, you don't. There's no way to know what Never the truth know. is. The only way you can get closer to the truth is if you pick a specific issue and then do a really deep dive and look at all yeah. of the statistics. And even then, it might get you slightly closer to the truth. And I think what they were... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. So the statistics they were thought. presenting... And you can, you, can, you, can, you can understand, you can visualize this, right? So they had an uh, average wage of a white family and a black family, right? Mm-hmm. So they had the average wage of a white family and the average wage of a black family. And they were comparing them and saying, look at the disparity. And I said, well, now do Asian families. Where does that fit? Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, way, I, so, so I said, the reason why they only, pre- they only present that is because that's the point that they're trying to prove. If they wanted to prove re- show reality, they would include all of the groups, right? They wouldn't just say, compare these two, look how awful it is, right? That is that is it. So there was, uh, I just got through watching this. It's, um, let me see what his name is. Thomas, uh, not Thomas Sowell, the other one. Uh, it's not still up or I'd let you, it's, um, Black economist out of Stanford, I think. Oh, the only one I know is Thomas Sowell. Is there another one? 
uh, what's there's two black economists and they're and they're both one is like more libertarian than the other and i'm i think thomas soul has retired and this guy is still there anyway uh, he was just talking about uh, why uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson acts the way he does. And it's mm -hmm. because, because we get incentivized to reach out of our competencies. Right. And so it, uh, he's using like Noam Chomsky. This tells you I just saw it. because my memory so good. <laughs> Except <laughs> for the guy's name. Um the only one I see uh, is Thomas Thomas Stell. There's another guy named Charles Jones. Is he? No, no, that's not Charles that's Jones. Not, is not the one. Not the one you're thinking of. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you go on a ramp for a minute, and then I'll do some searching. Um, Charles Jones is a whiter than white guy, so it's not it's not yeah, him. Yeah, no, this, I don't think they're both from Stanford. I, for some reason, I'm kind of what was his name? I used to listen to him all the time, but and I'll listen to both of them. But Thomas Sell is a little bit. A little bit smart from oh thomas sowell is amazing <laughs> that guy is incredible he's he's like a uh, i don't know I, I don't know how to describe him other than he's like he's, a, he's like a, a breath of fresh air yeah i guess you could say that i mean he's just such so, so intelligent and he's so right so all the time and i mean and, he, cut, he cuts into it and the fact that he's ignored by a lot of people really annoys yeah. me because i'm like this guy he knows exactly what he's talking about everything is so and he can well, back it up well put intelligent you know strong uh, arguments everything and they just dis dis discard him because he's not a democratic leaning a leftist leaning black guy that's the thing that pisses me off the most it's like why you know the guy makes a lot of good sense but oh, you I'm immediately discard it. That's what I'm doing. I'm wasting your rant. <laughs> Let me go to my search since. Yeah, well, the the only economists I see who are black who are black that actually are listed are ones who, who lean left. <laughs> so what do you want to do, right? <laughs> it's not left. Oh, speaking of statistics, see. there was another one that they posted. They go, I can't imagine. I talked to 15 economists and they all said that the economy is better now than it was under Trump. And he was like, the guy was like laughed at. And I'm like, okay, really? Who are you, who, who are you talking to? Who are the economists? <laughs> who are these people? I Paul said, Kruger of the New York times. Okay, talk, to anybody, okay. talk to anybody who's not an economist and ask them the same question. And they go, Oh, so you're telling me the people, you know, stupid people can say the economy is uh, worse. I'm like, stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way they left us are, right? They call the pro proletariat stupid, right? The proletariat, they, they don't mean anything. They're just they're just useless, useful idiots, right? That just push their own agendas. Anyway, we I have something on the board that we were oh, okay. gonna talk about. We were gonna talk about cult films, right? Did you have any others any other lists? Any others listed? Because I, I looked uh, at the it's, it's very interesting that that we're doing this because um it just, it just, I saw one yesterday that Steven Spielberg was talking about the man who shot Liberty Valance as a cult film. The man who shot Liberty Valance, really? As a cult film. Really? And Why? The reason, and the reason he's saying that is because it, it was a John Ford movie, and that the reason that he's saying it's more on social commentary mm. than it was 
the majestic grandeur of the West, and you know, the, he, uh, he said it was what is he? He used this, this artistic grandeur of the of the location or something like that, mm-hmm. versus a story driven um, and character driven uh, thing of of. Man who shot Liberty Valance because there are the really and he says really strong characters, very very strong characters. Not even, not even really. And well, there's a couple of stereotypes in there, but there's some there's some stuff that's not stereotypical, right? Uh, and so he's making the thing. So let's let's go through our list of cult films and let's see what's missing. And we'll and so well, well so they live is definitely on the list, right? I mean, I watch, I finally watched that the other day and that was a great that was such a great movie it was so low budget <laughs> so i think i've seen that what give me the storyline well that's the one where the guy finds these sunglasses where the aliens are here right oh is that the one where he's looking at the at the uh, billboard yeah yeah he looks at the billboard and he puts the glasses on it says obey and he takes the glasses off and it's just a regular billboard and he puts right. it back on and it says obey. And then he goes by the magazine stand and every magazine is like uh, submit, obey, you know, eat, eat this, blah, blah, blah. So it's all these subliminal messages underneath the and half the people on 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 the planet are actually aliens. But you can't tell. Right. Because you, you don't have these sunglasses. So that so was that would that be predictive programming? Um, well, I'd be like. It was more like subliminal messages, right? It's like, but that's that's the whole thing is predictive. Remember, predictive po- program is they're telling us all this stuff out in plain sight, right? But we don't believe them. Yeah, but it's such a great so, lo- low budget movie. It's. it's... <laughs> I guess I, I know I know about it because of the memes. That's how I know about it. Oh, you haven't and seen I, it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to okay. see it, man! It is great. Oh, okay. So let's see. Cult it's so film. it's what, so what? it's so uh, low low budget. It's great. And then of course Dark Star. Remember Dark Star? Dark Star was great. I love Dark Star. That's the one where these two guys are in this in this ship, and they're they're they're, they're talking to an they're like three you know, three three guys are crammed in this ship, and it's a really small ship. They're just like sitting in a row, and I think what they do is they 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 drop bombs on planets to turn them into stars or something like that and then what ends up happening is that the bomb has its own ai and he gets into a situation where he's got to try and convince the ai to blow itself up <laughs> have you seen that it's you pretty watch old different cult films than i do that's, <laughs> i'm like what is this one i haven't heard so that's you know so let's see your cult films are going to be different than mine so Definitely. mine are Oh yeah, let me. I can, I'm trying to think of cult films. I got one that's most of mine are mainstream. That are I mean they're not off. The, I don't. I'm trying to. They're think not, they're not weird like mine are. Like no, mine, no, are, no, mine no. are very strange movies. I have. Uh, I like some strange movies. Remember Zardoz with the floating head and Sean no. Connery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I actually think I've seen that one, but I've only seen it once. So, and it was many years ago. Um, I'm thinking like weird science has got to be a cult film now. There's no possible way that thing would ever get made. Yeah, but it, it's like a guilty pleasure. In fact, I saw it, it's been probably 
probably fifty more. Uh, let's see, would be in this in this uh since the, I don't know that I've seen it since the twenties, since the twenty twenty, since two thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's been like over twenty years since I've seen it. Nineteen eighty five. Yeah, but I mean, I watched it a lot between nineteen eighty five. It was just, I mean, for the gr- you know, just for the girl, right? What was her name? Yeah, Ke- just for Kelly, the girl. Uh, oh my god, Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> and then, so let's see. That's a well, cult film. If you're talking about cult films or uh, that are films that couldn't be made today, you can basically say anything made prior to 2018, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, what was the one I saw the other day that they were talking? The, the the guys are. The guys were talking about films that would never be made today. Mm. And, you know, there's one about one of the, I don't know if I'd classify it as the funniest film ever made, uh, would be Blazing Saddles. I oh, do yeah. not think it's the funniest. I no think possible the funniest way thing, it would be made no, today. Yeah, it's not going to yep. make, but it yep. was making the point back then, and you, you lose the point, you know, by not, by not watching it. It's, um, I think, and I think the same thing on this one. There's no way it would ever be made today. No, impossible. The Animal House. Animal House, <laughs> I believe, is the absolute funniest film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it, I mean, well, I remember la- laughing so hard in the theater. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene with John Belushi bumping down the side of the building at the <laughs> at the sorority house and looking through the windows as a creeper is the fun- is absolutely one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It was so funny <laughs> to me, and and that film in in and of itself is you you get uh, what's his name I can't think of his name at the moment uh, not not Otter but. Um, the guy, the guy that play, kind of plays the president of the fraternity, I can't remember his name, Eric or something like that, mm-hmm. he gives a great, great speech to motivate those guys to to uh, infiltrate the homecoming parade. <laughs> that, uh, Belushi comes in, I, I, I remember kind of looking at it, Belushi comes in, he tries to get them all motivated, come on! Nobody pays any attention to it <laughs> until this guy comes and starts. He's great, you know. It's been, and it's been a long time since I've seen that one, and, and that was the one movie that I said, "Oh, there, there." The editing really takes away from the movie. You, that's one. It's one that made me go and say, "I need to see the original cut." Right, uh, because this isn't this TV cut. Yeah, it's funny, but the original cut is really funny. And I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't seen the original cut in a long time. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, that would be stuff you'd see on HBO or something. You wouldn't see that on that. Uh, you, they used to be on PBS or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'd say, uh, that they cut that scene. And... Well, it's like, I'll give you another example. So, I mean, you know, Trading Places. Remember Trading Places mm-hmm. with Eddie Murphy and uh, Dan Aykroyd. There was Very one scene. Film. There was one scene in the middle of it where they're having a party, and all of a sudden, all the women spontaneously take their tops off. And I'm like, "That's definitely going to be cut out for the TV version." 
Really? Like, I don't even remember. I forgot. Re- oh yeah, I mean, I, I was watching it. that. I was watching that one day because, like, my stepson was saying, yeah, "Oh, we yeah, should watch I this have... movie. It's a good movie." So we're watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the in the middle of a party scene, they start taking their tops off, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> I, I don't, don't remember, remember this." <laughs> we probably... it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> And uh, well, I mean, it's, it, look at look at something like speaking of holiday themed. What what about Holiday Inn? Remember Holiday Inn? Have you seen that movie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the one that's the Bing Crosby where he sings White Christmas for the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's right? the first time he sings White Christmas. But there's uh, there's so much racism in that movie. It's unbelievable, oh. right? Do you remember the uh, the blackface scenes with uh, Lincoln's birthday? And, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why they don't show it on. But you never see it. It's it's dis it's disappeared. It's disappeared. It's, basically, it's one of those things where um, Turner or Turner Classic Movies said uncut, unedited. But what yeah. they don't say is never shown. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's the thing that's a that's I'm afraid of is that a lot of these cult movies that, you know, really are bits of the culture of the time. It's kind of like what they want to do with book burning and editing, right? It's like, oh, th- right. we have to ban this book because it's racist. Well, this is what things were, were like, right? At the time. At the time. It, so, we're being, you know, that kind of, you, you bring up something that I think we've talked about. We can't, why, why are we being, why are we holding other, other periods of time higher standards? That I, I, I'm, I understand. I kind of understand one way you, they think that you can't progress by going back to this stuff, but it served, it served a purpose back then. Yeah. It is, it, you know, you, you use kind of the same thing with, um, uh, with all in the family. Mm-hmm. It was a lightning rod. And the funny thing about that is, is I remember this from mass, mass media studies when I was there. Those. And um, that Norman Lear, who just died what, in the last couple of weeks, thought that Archie Bunker would be a a um, a negative stereotype. Mm-hmm. He becomes almost a cultural hero. Yeah, and that just that shocked him that 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 would people identified with him instead of Meathead. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> but in the end, didn't he? Didn't they wokeify him in the end? Didn't that it wasn't there like a transitional a character transition where he became more went, okay with it? I don't know that they did that at all in the family. I do think they did it with uh, Archie Bunker's place or something like that. Oh yeah, it. later on in, in subsequent. But later on, they they yeah. shifted it out and brought him back as a character. But I do I I never watched it because I I it wasn't as sharply drawn. I guess is what I'm. And that's probably there. It's probably what we should say is there. The characters are not as sharply drawn as they were back then because they're running through the process and it's oh we can't say that and it's sanitized. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, or unless it's 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 sanitized. Well, you have to maintain the modern stereotypes, right? The the man the man has to be stupid, and the woman has to be powerful and knowledgeable and know everything. And you have to maintain the stereotype. Otherwise, that character, you can't even have the stereotype start as sort of a bad guy and then eventually see the light, right? Because everyone has to be, mm. everyone has to be aligned. 
you can't have that that sort of thing happening anymore. Like all so, of these films, none of these films could be remade again today. None of them. There, not a single there's one. one out there that that is supposed to be. I watched it and I could not believe. It. First of all, I couldn't believe it got made. This is a, this is a Mel Gibson movie. Mm-hmm. Is what women want. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, yeah. That's that would never and, get made. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't believe it ever made it to the big screen. And supposedly it was a big money maker. Yeah. And and I'm like, really? Because I never I never saw it in the theater. I saw it, I saw it on TV. And even on TV, after they after they did whatever they did to it, to water it down, I'm sure that they would never I don't I don't I remember seeing it on like network TV or something like that or maybe it's TBS I forget which one it was mm-hmm. but I'm I'm sure it's not showing anymore there's no possible way they're going to show that uh, I should look at uh, what we needed what what we need to do is look at the last air date well the thing is is that it doesn't really matter that you can't find it cuz you can find it you can find anything as a matter of fact, right? I mean, you just have to, well, go to, you have to go to the right know, place for it. Yeah, you, you and I know that, that, the, that there's something called BitTorrent that will never, nothing will ever die. It yeah. will never die. Yeah. I don't care what they do to it. You'll be able to get it no matter what. So it'll be on some nerds. What is the name of that? Now I'm thinking of another cult film that had uh, Sean Astin's Kind of Aston in it, I think, and I may maybe we talk about. It, I can't remember what the name of it is. I'd like to see the whole thing. I've seen the last 20, 30 minutes of it, and he is. Uh, uh, there's a the last like a like the Goonies, a bootleg right? copy. No, it's not Goonies. He's it's, Encino it's, Man. Uh, he was older than that, huh? Encino Man. No, no, no. I'm not. In fact, I've never even seen that one. Um, Borderland. No, I'm just throwing things out. No, <laughs> no idea. No. Let me let me while we're talking, I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do. It's a it's I think it's on YouTube. That's how I saw it. It's a it's like no, but I never even heard of it. Um, you see, that's the thing. They like look at Internet Archive. Internet Archive actually has a bunch of this stuff, right? And I find it hard to believe. I mean, there's some pretty bad. There's some pretty sort of stuff that you would expect to be banned nowadays that's actually on there because if you think about it as an archivist if you really want to take the your mission as an archivist seriously you really need to just have everything there even if it's yep. horrifically racist or sexist or whatever it is you got to have it because as an archivist your job is to make sure that this stuff is maintained right yep. and whether or not you agree with it or not you should be you should be maintaining it. And if there's some weird weird people who want to watch it, then that's anybody should be able to watch it. I mean, that's the whole point of you being an archivist. You 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 maintain these things. You shouldn't make judgment calls on what should or should not be stored, right? Right. Yeah. You 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 do not have as an archivist or you do not have the perspective decide what needs to be kept and that you know you think about that you um remember rufus in um in bill and ted's 
uh, excellent adventure. Mm-hmm. Wild Stallions is a how I mean out of obscurity into superstar on. I'm sure Wild Stallions would never be archived mm-hmm. along some kind of criteria. So you can't pick and choose. You do not know what's going to be valuable in the future sense. Right? Yeah, and unlike physical structures, you can store it forever. Right. Right? So it's not like, okay, I don't like that building. I could tear that down that building and put a new building up. That's different, right? Uh, with 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 these kind of things, when you have an electronic copy of something, then you can choose to store it forever because the, the storage costs are so minimal that all you need is people to throw a few donation bucks your way and boom you're, you're holding on to it there's there's no we have almost basically infinite storage we so do, there, but there's the thing there becomes is that technology they they memory hold old te- old technology okay really good point is uh when is it where would you you found a a what what five and a half disc the, the five and a quarter copy. inch disc yeah 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 where would you go to where would you be able to read it you can't <laughs> i couldn't read it. it and it's even that way it's hot it's getting that way with cd ROMs. So i don't have a cd rom on my laptop nope anymore and so you don't get to burn them or a dvd player i don't have a dvd story. player I don't have a DVD uh, no, player. No, wait a minute. You do. You probably do. You just don't think of it as a DVD player. <laughs> and that's your PS3, your PS5, or whatever you've got is a gaming console. It's a, it is a, P, it's a DVD yeah. player. But yeah, that's true. You probably don't get DVDs anymore. You get everything streaming. That's and, right. You know, as, as we're talking about it, it will be much easier to memory hold the stuff streaming because oh absolutely uh, absolutely it would show up in the guides absolutely um, it'll never appear again it to go looking for it they can change history as easily as like with a snap of the fingers they can decide that something mm-hmm. has just disappeared completely but that's the reason why we need we need both the internet archive and also something like BitTorrent and dark web and places where you can store the stuff that they don't want you to see so at least it's available if you know where to look because we're never going to be in a situation where this stuff, I mean, it's going to disappear from the mainstream stuff. That's already happened. That's that happens. That's happened prior to COVID and during COVID and after COVID, it, it's become even more apparent that you, there's plenty of things that you cannot talk about on YouTube. There's plenty of things you can't have. Oh, up yeah, there. There's plenty of things you can't have on Internet Archive. There's plenty of things that are not pub- publicly available. But if you want to dig, you can find it. The problem is, is that people will never find these things. Or they don't know where to go to find these things, or they're they're unwilling to go to those depths to find these things. Yeah, and they won't even I mean, know about these things unless they're told, right? So how did we even know that this movie existed or that movie existed, unless somebody tells you that this movie existed or that movie existed? Because to them, they can go on Google and they'll search; they won't find a damn thing. It's um, um Well, you you triggered something, and it was such a fleeting thought, thought uh, such a fleeting thought that it's already fleeted. Um, but I, here's the here's the here's the one that I was talking about. It's called Harrison Bergeron. Oh yes, that was a science fiction book, right? Yeah, and is is the blurb on the on IMDb is in the distant future, and the egalitarian is created a truly equal state 
the toss, sacrifice of everything great about humankind. The question mm-hmm. is, is peace worth the price? And and so I need I, I know it's on YouTube. I'm, and that's how I found out about it. Somebody said something about it, and they were talking about the kid. The kid. There's like one copy. There's a bootleg copy of this, whatever the the media was that the kid has it and he, he's doing what kids do oh my goodness is my badge and we're, they're showing it to the kids right mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like probably like we did porno films yeah 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 <laughs> and they're spreading it that way <laughs> so it, it will out we just have to we just have to wait for it to happen yeah you know? and I, you see if i'm what are my fleeting things but internet it tries. Oh, I know what it was. I was going to talk to you about. We we were talking. Don't have the. We don't have the medium to read it. I mean, there seems like a like Logan's Run or something like that, where they find uh, not Logan's Run is, but it's a, another futurist where they where all our repositories of knowledge are. But they can't read. They can't read it, or they is they have the, to find the player. Is that the giver? Read it. Uh, is it, I have images in my head, but I can't read. I mean, they're not clear enough. Obviously. Okay. Uh, obviously, I need to watch it a, more recently because it's in, it's going in the memory hole, and you know, there it goes. I'm probably the last person that ever talks about it uh, on Earth. And will be will be me. <laughs> <laughs> well what if like some of these a lot of these films are still available though right you can still go go find them and see them yeah you can if like we like we're saying oh i know what it was the, the other thing the fleeting thing is the one there's one place on the on the internet i i i actually am afraid to go on i will not I've, I've snuck on there a couple of times and I said, I do not know what I'm doing. And that's the dark web. I, I, it's, there's a, there's a line there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm getting caught up in. Yeah. And, well, that's, that's and, that. I tried that as well. And I can't, it, it's, it's purposely, it's purple. I think it's almost purposely designed to be confusing. Like yes. you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to, you don't you know how to rely get on somebody to put, point you is it's almost like, the early days of of the internet is pretty much like that. Is you have to have, you almost have to have a guide. Yeah, that kind of that will keep you from self destructing. Yeah, because my early days, I, the way I found somebody it was, I don't remember how I found IRC. I I really don't remember. How, I remember doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. And really like freaking out and just spending a lot of time on like really a lot of times where I first learned the chat. But a guy started telling me about FTP and what was the other one? And I think they were the ones that pointed me to links and gopher. Mm-hmm. And 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 without without a guide, I wouldn't know what to do, you know. It's, so you Maybe we need to put it out there that our zero number of listeners, we need a <laughs> dark web guide. We need, we need, we need a, a, uh, a guide to the dark safari web. guide. We need a safari guide to keep us safe, but take us into the jungle. Well, have you gotten back on X yet? 
No, I've tried twice. And there, oh. for some reason, it won't even let me, uh, it won't even let me go and close my account, which it says I can't do anything, but I can't get it off so I can get to the X site to start a new one. I'm, I'm, I'm like flummoxed. I've done this. I've spent two weeks working on this thing. Really? Maybe not 24 hours a day, but I'll, I'll go back and say, okay, well, let me try this. No, nope, won't work because the cookie that they planted on the machine must be pretty strong because <laughs> it, it works on it? all my browsers. <laughs> Did you try using a, a it, that's a, that's a pretty strong cookie. I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, wow. well, what a, pardon? Did you create a new account? Did you create a new email account? That's what I can't, that's what I'm saying. I can't get to the thing because there's a cookie there that will not let me close out my account. Uh, hmm. not close it out. I can't even uh, uh, log off for some reason. Wow. And I'm like, what? That's bizarre. I mean, it is bizarre. I'm so I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Uh, I keep every time we get close to the show date, I'm like, this is the, and finally you called me out on it. So I will make another effort and let's see what I have. To, oh, maybe I could use uh, what's that? What's that Microsoft browser now? Edge. Uh, Edge. Maybe that because I, I don't use that very much. Maybe I maybe it's not contaminated. Maybe I can do that. Um, well, I, I use Vivaldi and opera and brave and edge i haven't i don't use firefox that's probably like the only one i don't use and chrome i don't i even have it on. i don't even see it anymore i'm, I found I'm the opera sure i probably still you have try, it you should I mean, try using opera you might be able to get in with via opera opera is pretty good about blocking that kind of stuff because i have issues okay. with getting to amazon and doing amazon things and i can use opera and opera will let me in so you might want to try that i don't know You've been banned from Amazon? No, I haven't been banned. My I'm banned from Facebook. I've been banned for advertising on Facebook. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I, don't, but... I don't know. I don't know what the hell I did, and they won't listen to me, and they won't talk to me. So I don't know. But uh, something, I must have done something to piss somebody off, but I don't remember what it was. It's not like they've killed my account. They just won't let me advertise, which is annoying. Uh, I, I that was one of the one of the. Uh the blocks that they put on me for whatever I was doing. I, and I'm sure I'll probably still have Yeah, it. your stuff is so, is so radical, man. I mean, you're not, you're yeah, just like, <laughs> you're just like. Well, I can tell you, there are friends, there are friends and family. I, I don't know. There are Rose's family. They pretty much have written me off. That, are, those, fact, are those the guys who, who bind you or they reported you? <laughs> I don't, well, they could have. <laughs> I don't know that Ingram would do that, but they were, uh, they were, they, whenever Rose told her I was going to um, be her roommate, uh, oh, oh, he's dangerous. Uh, he, we don't trust him, all this stuff. So I've been here for nearly two years, and I, I, Rose and I have had our ups and downs on, on certain things. Most of the time we get on really good, but, there's some things she does, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. She needs to jump on my ass a little bit more on some of the stuff I do. Mm -hmm. But I, there's things that are just, she just drives me nuts. It's like, what do you want? I asked her, what do you want? What do you want? She And she doesn't discriminate between want and need. Mm -hmm. See, and I do. You don't really need that. 
you yep. need you want it but you don't need it that's and right she, she does not get that at all and so it's it's a it's a, anyway what i'm trying to get to is the family has finally accepted that i'm not a, a satan with six heads but there <laughs> there are some uh, there are some who are really ideologically on the other side and, and they talk more i get to i mean i get to hear the conversation on one of them uh, i'm like we don't talk about y'all like y'all talk about him. And you know, they talk about Trump and all this stuff. And I'm like, right. We don't, I don't, we don't talk like that. I mean, it's, it's like, like they've got their own bugaboo and, the, the, and um, ghost in the night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they can't let go of it. I mean, it's, yep. it's uh, that he really is living rent free in some of their heads. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing how this has happened, but I think it, it was all manufactured by the mainstream media. It's the, the media did this, right? They turned him into this this monster. Because I know. It, what was it? There was a cutoff. It was the whole escalator cutoff, right? The prior to the escalator, everybody loved him. Everybody wanted yeah, to be him. Yeah. In fact, there's even a quote of Obama saying people want to be him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the moment he decided to go up against the cabal. He was persona non grata and everything changed. And all of the people who loved him all of a sudden became all the people who hated him. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> if it's kind of scary how quickly people can the people can well, be modified. So they're, right? so what, almost like the new programming got downloaded. Right. And so what what you what you need to do is listen to Listen to where they're they're getting their information. They're getting their information from uh, authoritative sources, quote yeah. unquote. You know, I'm yeah. making their quotes here. Yeah, they do not they they do not try to find the primary source. Yeah, and see that's one thing that I, that I will try to do if I'm if mostly if I'm if I'm going into a debate or something and I'm like. Okay, we need what did they actually say, not what they reported, because that, even you don't, they have no idea how false the reporting of, even if they're quoting them, they're, they can couch it in the context where it's taken totally at a different meeting. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that drives me crazy is this whole, is, is how quickly people can just be reprogrammed. And I wish I, that was so. I've been trying to reprogram myself for thirty years and it ain't working. Well, some people, you and I, you and I, we're tough nuts to crack, man. We got so I, we don't take I, we don't I, take I, I new programming easily. We're so I ran across these the other day and I'm like, what? I my one of my habits, my long time habit is my right leg moves pretty much on its own. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're it's one like, of those guys, are you? It's one of those leg shaker things. <laughs> yeah. And I ran across the other day, and it told me that the reason I'm doing that is because I have a trauma. Oh, really? I'm like, what? Mm, interesting. I didn't know that. So how in the world? I'm so now, uh, I'm kind of looking for leg shaking. How do you break a leg shaking trauma? Mm-hmm. So there. So that means there's a program in there. If that's what that is, there's a program running in my subconscious that is using that to shake it off now what i've always thought it was because i don't really like to i don't like to hamper it anyways because i think for me 
that I'm burning off ner- nervous en- energy so I can focus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I think. I've heard that. I've heard that as a possible reason why and, that happens. And, yeah. And I'm thinking that's why people doodle and something. They're burning off some of their attention going somewhere else so that they can focus on other things. And, you know, I would, I would think whenever I was listening to hour long telecons at NASA, four to five hours a day, <laughs> you, you know, I had to be tuned in, you know, so I, I'm sure that I don't remember studying with my desk going on, but this happens without me knowing mm-hmm. I have, I have this is my body doing something that my mind doesn't really know what it's, I, um, occasionally I will catch it. Yeah. Uh, um, usually what, when I first moved in Rose, she was like, what, what's that? What, what, what? So what it would be was it'd be the clinking of the glass on the tables mm. from the vibration. So I would go around and find which glass it was and move it. <laughs> so it goes off a lot, but it's not nearly as noticeable as it used to be. But that happens to me too. I, I, you know, that this is like a little sound or whatever, and it just bugs the shit out of me. It just my, gets my focus right on it. But that's why it's so hard for us to change Dutch. We are, uh, we're programmed. We're, we're programmed uh, to, to not so programmed. Uh, we're, we're programmed resistant. not to receive new programming. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a our firewalls are pretty thick. And you know, now that I think about it, you used to talk about how I was I was like an onion. That's the metaphor, and it's really like, hard like, like to throw away on it. Right. Yep. 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 I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. And I never really thought that thing was as prevalent as it is. I, I thought I was being creative back when I was 18, 19 years old. Right. Not. Not. <laughs> Well, I mean, you wanted, it's like, it's funny how it's one of those things about New Year's is that people are always looking at talking about change and doing changes and, and being a better person and stuff like that. But it all, it all, it's very difficult to go against your programming, especially if it's your, especially you trying to reprogram yourself because you're only accountable to yourself, right? Yes. And, but you also know, so let me kind of talk on this. You know that I I basically gave myself my own name mm-hmm. in 1991, something like that. Yep. And that was the intent as, okay, this, this programming that you got from your childhood is not working. You're going back to school and you're going to get a degree and all this kind of stuff. And you're going to be a different person. There are a few things that I was able to change. And one of them is, I, th- I think, I think most of my friends, that know me now would think that I'm more extroverted than I was back then. And right. my brother-in-law says, what are you talking about? You're an introvert. Dude, you, you, seem, you seem pretty introverted, extroverted yeah. back when we were doing do. rise. <laughs> when right. we were doing well, rise, you seem very extroverted. That was, that was, that was a facade. <laughs> really? But, you, but the facade that I was putting on become becomes inculcated in my persona. Mm. So they're there. My brother-in-law will say, you talk to everybody. And I said, yes, you're what you're seeing is the end result of 25 or 30 years of me working on this. Right. Stuff. Right. You know, and, and what he's seeing in a lot of ways is there are scripts that are I'm being I'm calling up. I, I have I have several scripts like uh, when one that will activate almost every time when the, when the uh, white person 
introduces himself at the table, you know, I'm your going to be your server today. Mm-hmm. One of the scripts I pulled up right then is, my name is Dutch, and this is so, whoever I'm having dinner dinner or lunch with. This yeah. is so and so. Yeah, it's just an automatic script, and it freaks and you, them out. You don't, and you don't add, "I will be your customer today." <laughs> no, I don't add that. <laughs> but that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll have to add that. I haven't done that in a while. The the other script that I will that pretty much whenever I'm I'm talking to um, the checkout person. And they'll say, how are you doing today? And I'll say, I'll say, fine. And say, how are you doing? And they'll say, fine. And my very next qu- thing nearly all the time is, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know you're feeling fine? And it's, they, they have to break their script to, to tell me something, you know. But dude, you're making and, people feel uncomfortable because they all they I want know. is they all like sick, all they want is small talk and you're giving them medium-sized talk. Uh, I, hate, I hate small talk. I still hate I'm not sure I can obviously you and I I would think that we're probably what we ought to call this is oddly incorrect small talk. <laughs> no, I, I, I do too, but you don't but that's what people expect. And that's the other thing I wanted to point out is the other problem with changing yourself is that you're not just changing yourself, you're changing the way you appear to everybody else. And everybody expects you to act a certain way. As soon as you start acting a different way, people are like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you? Why, why are you like, why are you being like this? And I'm like, well, I want to turn over a new leaf. Yeah, but I know that's not how I know you. So we're all stuck. Like if we were living all alone in some ranch somewhere, like if you you were living by yourself in some ranch somewhere, you could do whatever you wanted. Like one day you could be this, one day you could be that, the next day you could be this, you could be that. And because you're not affecting anybody else, you could be some a new whole new person. But as soon as you yeah. are stuck in the web of network connections or social connections with other people, everyone know, sees you as that what you are. And when you try to change, it becomes more difficult because everybody expects you to be like that, right? I have, I have a friend of mine from NASA. Who, whenever one of my one of my friends was really good friends, so she knew that I was a conservative, and I think I've talked about her before. She said, "I don't have I don't have friends like you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of her what, friends. What does that like mean? <laughs> yeah, most of her friends are like her, but the one I'm actually thinking about is the is the black woman in Alabama who used to have. I would come to her house, all this kind of stuff, and and have dinner, and we'd go out and have lunch. All but I never talked my politics with her ever, yeah. ever, ever. So yeah. whenever I came, when I moved to Texas and started in on the, uh, actually, probably right, right about, uh, what Trump? It was, there were things they were saying that didn't make any sense to me. And more than likely, I still don't do a whole lot of stuff with Trump on, on, um, on Facebook. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be banned. Well, it's... <laughs> It, it's the stuff that they're doing that I that I think is tr- detrimental. And is there's, you know, I don't know. So you you heard of uh, John Doe thirty nine or thirty eight or what thirty two no. something like no. that? No, what's that? So John Doe thirty two, I think it's thirty two, is Bill Clinton on the Jeffrey Epstein oh. list. And I I put it out there and it says. Uh, back that I ran across it last night. I said, hmm. I'm just going to put it out there on Facebook and say, somebody let the cat out of the bag. 
as, as far as I know, it's not been formally released, but they're probably leaking it now. Uh, oh, yeah, and they want to make to, sure that Trump's name they is wanna, on the list. They right? want to draw attention to, oh, Bill, I mean, that basically, if, if they're putting Bill Clinton as being thrown under the bus, they're hoping that yes. Clinton will hide the noise from all the other people that are on this. Yeah. But what I've heard so far is that you will know people on the list. You will know some of these people. Oh, for by sure. By name. For sure. So that, I, I, I've, have you heard this new term? Pre-bunking. Have you heard no. pre-bunking? No. So pre-bunking is is like, like getting, get, ahead getting, ahead, getting ahead of the story. Yeah. So getting ahead of the story and saying, you know, putting a lot of stuff into the news so that when the thing is finally out, they go, oh, yeah, well, remember when we said that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they were, but they've been doing this for you know. Oh yeah, this is a new ever. term. This is a new term it's, for pre, pre pre bunking. <laughs> within within our within communication, they call it inoculation theory. Yeah, it's by dropping it in, you can mod, you can adjust the narrative on your terms, not on somebody. Dude, you're not, you, you you're not be like being a, reactive. You're being proactive. You're like a PR. You know what the stuff. You could you could you could be I, a PR uh, I could, PR person. Thankfully, if you I to. did not take any PR, which is propaganda. Uh, is Edward Bernays, and now that I know who he is, I have one of my friends from from college that I that's Facebook, and I just I just rail against Edward Bernays. You don't because I didn't take the class. I did not take the PR class. We took. My friends and I throw out our professor into doing a special studies with the three of us mm-hmm. on rhetoric. Can you imagine? <laughs> and she was she was so mad at us that for a while she was like, "Why? Why in the world?" Well, we didn't want to take that, but we wanted you, so we got to have a one on one, basically a one on one with her for an hour every couple of, day, couple of days a week, which is great. Well, I love Sandra. I'm sure Sandra, probably, what did I do to create this guy? <laughs> so so this is the one thing that's keeping you away from uh, being like a PR maven. Because yeah, because your ethics and morals. A, it's, it's, there's a, there, my, belief, my belief in truth is not spreading I, I don't believe i spread truth i don't believe that's it but i what i'm what i'm what i do believe is that i'm poking holes in the narrative that they'd like to leave so the, does it make any sense does it no, make no, any I, sense you know and but and, does it make you any money that's the thing i don't know it never makes you <laughs> any money. if i that's why my pro- programming is effective they they should have put something there as you will where is you will learn how to make money and that's 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 faulty programming somewhere the trauma that i have prevents that well it makes me think that i i, I have the same th- i have the same problem because all of this ai stuff i could have done i could have done something i didn't i sh- i didn't want to do to in order to just make up make a pile of money on ai and then disappear mm-hmm. right because a lot of people on X are doing this thing. They basically go in, they they pick some hot topic, and what they do is they go in and they generate a crapload of con of text of text 
on this topic, right? Usually some sales, some sales topic or getting more followers on, on Twitter or something like that. So, something that has to do with making more money or making more sales, right? They generate, mm-hmm. they generate a crap load of, of AI content on it. And then they put it behind a firewall and they sell it for like five, 10, 15, 20, a hundred dollars or whatever. And, and if they pitch it properly, it sells, right? And people just make a bunch of money off it, but it's nothing that they've, it's, it's, it's just garbage, right? It's just garbage AI stuff. And it's, it works on the principle that people don't buy, people buy this stuff, but they hardly ever read it all the way through and they never implement it, right? So I mean, That's I could have I, I yeah. done that, but I'm I'm thinking to myself, I don't want. Do I want to do this? Do I want to ethically and morally do this? And now I'm thinking about over the over my entire lifespan. I'm like, there's probably situations where I could have said, you know what, this would have made me a lot of money, but I decided not to do it because I didn't like it from an ethical moral standpoint. And you're probably in the same position, right? You've probably my, been my, choices yeah, have been put in front of you that you've decided. Wait a minute, I'm not going to do this. I don't I don't like that. Yeah, uh, we yeah. talked about this before. Is yeah. that before I went back to college, I had to d- identify like three major things that were failing. First of all, communication. My, I was really bad. Yeah. And I'm not going to say much better now, but I've made a lot of effort on it. Yeah. The other one was I love psychology, but the third one, uh, there's actually four now. Uh, the third one was leadership. I was really bad. So I was doing leadership studies and all this kind of stuff. Well, thought that would be my ticket right and Mm -hmm. at that time this was like the early 90s and we weren't really into the leadership stuff that came out of the 90s when when it really blew up it's like leader training and all this stuff because i don't like telling people what to do Mm. i really did my my sister told me at one time use your leadership skills on mom and tell you know i said that's not how mine works my leadership skills is influencing, yeah. not not dictating. I I have an aversion to that. Yeah, and that's and even now it's like I don't really tell anybody what to do. I suggest different ways to do it, and that's probably frustrating. My students used to hate it. I mean, yeah. they'd come to me for help, and I'm thinking what they're wanting is certainty. And the minute I figured out they they would come to me to help them. And all I would do is open up possibilities, yeah. right? And it would make it worse for them. <laughs> and make it worse for them because what they were trying to, I think, is they're trying to read the tea leaves and figure out which topic I wanted them to follow. Right. Well, they never got that. I mean, nope. you know, that's not that's not what I thought. You're so I cruel. You're so cruel. I, I know. It's, I I pushed it on themselves to to think and do like do like I had to do. You know, it's like how awful. Oh my God! You, you, you must have hated. I was, I, that's probably why I didn't make it as a. Well, I knew I didn't make it as a professor because I didn't really want to be. I just it was just a goal. It was yeah. one of those goals is writing. I don't want to teach high school. I wouldn't mind teaching college, but I, at some point it went. Oh, you got to get a college degree to teach college, which eventually I did. So, it's one of those deep programming things that must eventually I manifest it in real life. Who knows? I had no idea. Um, but there were things that that my personality did not like in that leadership and controlling classrooms. I did not like controlling classrooms. Mm. I remember I had a student who was really kind of 
shouldn't have been in those classrooms. And, and my students expected me to discipline this kid. And I'm like, I don't have the authority to do that. This this kid is paying. And I told my students, I said, the hardest boss you will ever work for is paying me to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would blow their minds. <laughs> or I, I imagined it blew their minds. It's like, oh, yeah, we're paying him to tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so this is it. Well, this is why we got, this is why we're sitting we got here. Horror field from cults. Is, is there any cult films that you really wanted to talk about? <laughs> no, I mean we, last... we we covered a bunch of them. We covered a bunch of them. The only thing thought... is, what makes uh, what I was thinking that we talked about is we we didn't go meta. What makes it a cult film? Yeah. Um, and that is so. Now that we have like movie channels and you're a lot of these films are coming back and I kind of think that's what Turner Classic Movies did is turn cult films into our, into mainstream films. Mm. And I think we talked about this before YouTube, when I first started watching Turner Classic Movies like in 99 or something like that and Casablanca came on like every two to three months. Now it comes if you're lucky to see it once a year. Yeah. And what has happened is they created demand for the thing that they were able to sell the CD. I mean, uh, the DVD for it. Mm-hmm. And people people that really want to watch Casablanca like once a month, they get the DVD and they just pop it in. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I think that's what's happening is that people, they're driving people back to, they, they see the demand, they throw everything out there. And then they capture the demand and they go, okay, what can we do? How can we monetize this mm-hmm. in a better way? And that's why it mm-hmm. sort of disappears, right? All of a sudden you can't find it anymore. And then and then you go, okay, well, I guess I got to get a DVD or something like that yeah. to watch that. So if you really love it, you need to have the source material. And yeah. that's kind of, but then there's, then there's a bit touring. And I'm, I'm uh, as, as big as I was on that, and I started with, uh, what was it? It wasn't even BitTorrent. It was um, Napster. Yes, I remember right? Napster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would spend hours on the search engine trying to find the music that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that in years, but mainly because I found when you're doing BitTorrent that if you put in there, what is it? Not canonical. There is, there's a certain term that you put in there and it will pull every single album they've ever published uh, any artist. So I've got like 20 Garth Brook albums mm-hmm. that I found on Bit- BitTorrent. I can't remember what the name is. It's not canonical. It's something else. Uh, oh, uh, discography. That's the one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You put that in there, you'll get it all. You know, and I'm like, and after I got most of them that I cared about, I'm starting to... Uh, I got 20, 20 or 30,000 songs. Is that right? 30,000 songs? 20 or 30 gigabyte, gigabytes oh, or 20, or, uh, of music yeah. that I barely even access anymore. And I just could not live without it. But mm-hmm. now I've got it stored away and I'm pulling it out slowly and reminding myself of songs that are 30, 40 years old that I haven't heard in a long time. 
unlike we're talking about the movies is there's they I, I don't know how these guys the programmers for for popular uh, uh, classic shows pick the the music that they put on uh, I mean, I'm they kind of program it like a radio station is yeah. radio station they have the top 40 and then they have recurrence which is the ones that dropped out of the top 40 so yeah. they and then they have another one that is like a specialty you go back and play living on a prayer or something just to kind of keep your audience there. <laughs> um, that's right. <laughs> and that's kind of way I think uh, I need to go and maybe that's why I need to go into AI and say, Hey, pay, set up a programming for a, for a, uh, eighties top 40 rodeo station or something like that. That'd yeah, be an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. You should do that. You should See, do that. It, have it go in and do the programming for the programming of the programming of yeah. the programming. And then do the programming of the programming and then, yeah, and, then yeah, add, yeah. and then and then ask it, well, so based on what I like to listen to, what do you think I should listen to? <laughs> and see what it comes oh, up. With. I'm not that's pretty much like that's like going into Pandora. That's pretty or much the same Spotify thing. Spotify does so, that too. Spotify does that too. I, it goes like, oh, here's stuff that we think you might like to. I, I haven't gone to Spotify. I think it's on it's on my machine now. But I, 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 I use just, it all okay, the time. I got Pandora. I've got, I've got my channels on Pandora, and I know where to you know what to look for and how to use the search engine and all that kind of stuff to narrow it down. And feel sorry for people that haven't gone through the whole process of saying I like this, I don't like that. Yeah, and and kind of refining your stream. So yeah, well, kind of we kind of have to do that with everything in our lives nowadays, right? Yeah, we have to prune it down. We're <laughs> we're pruners. We're not. We're we prune this and because you know why we're it. pruners is because there's always too much. There's always too, there's the, more uh, than the, we can put uh, some our, other put thing that we, on, yeah. that we want to read, watch, listen to. So, anyways, uh, sir, I gotta go. So okay. uh, glad you had a good New Year's and hey, more more like this in 24 we're going to get you on x and we're going to do this as a space that'll be fun. I'll, I'll work on it now that we've come a different strategy I, I, i've got a different browser i can use it's not other ones are contaminated so. <laughs> all right sir have a good one okay i'll talk to you later bye. bye to be continued on the next episode of oddly incorrect